You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland, Titans fans. It is a Tuesday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. And on today's show, we will cap off the 2021 Locked On Titans NFL Draft Preview. We have gone position by position through the offense and through the defense. And today our journey ends with the secondary. We are going to look at two different groups of cornerbacks. And I think the Titans need to leave the draft with one of the names that we will talk about. And then we will cap off today's show by looking at the safety position. I know that it's not an immediate need for the Titans, but I do think that they could stand to add some depth to the position with the uncertainty of a particular player at that group right now on the Titans roster. So excited to dive into everything and cap off the NFL Draft Preview here on the Locked on Titans podcast. Let's get it! One hundred and eighty-five. That's right. By the end of today's episode, I will have broken down one hundred and eighty-five different prospects in this year's draft as part of the two thousand and twenty-one Locked On Titans NFL Draft Preview. If you missed any of the previous positions that I broke down on offense or defense, make sure that you go back and check those out. We still have two days before the NFL Draft takes place, but. If that's any kind of window into the type of content and the type of effort you're going to get out of me personally on the show, then you need to make sure that you never miss any of the content that I will be putting up going forward. And that includes draft breakdowns. And not only am I going to be doing draft breakdowns here on the podcast, but I'm going to be putting out some video content analyzing what the Titans did in the draft over the weekend as well on social media at Tic Tac Titans on Twitter and on Facebook at Locked on Titans Pod. So make sure that you don't miss any of that draft analysis I'll be providing. And then, of course, make sure that you never miss another episode of the Locked on Titans podcast by following the show or subscribing to the show on whatever platform you do stream. But we are going to get into this final breakdown, and I wanted to totally plot out this first segment to talk about the top tier cornerbacks in this draft because it's my opinion that with the Titans cornerback position where it is right now and realistically there are four solid players that I can count on. The Titans have second year Christian Fulton. They have newly signed free agent Janoris Jackrabbit Jenkins. They have Breon Borders coming back who I'm pretty high on as a serviceable outside corner. They signed Kevin Johnson to play in the slot. I know a lot of you hate that deal a lot more than I do but with that being said I think right now cornerback might be the most vulnerable position on the team depending on how you read the Titans need. So I do believe no matter what, the Titans need to come out of the first two days or the first two rounds of the draft with a cornerback. So I'm going to put a hyper focus on the top names of the position right now. And then in our second segment, I'm going to put a hyper focus on that mid-tier, that second tier of cornerbacks because I do think the Titans need to get a name out of one of these two groups. But diving into that first group, 
In my opinion, the easy number one cornerback in this draft is Patrick Sertan Jr., six foot two out of Alabama. He's just incredibly consistent with not only his role out on the field, but his technique. If he's playing press man, if he's playing press bail, if he's playing the boundary, whatever he is asked to do, he just does it over and over and over again at a high level. He's got a ton of experience playing press man coverage as well. And at the NFL level, that's what teams are going to ask him to do. Now, the Titans probably won't have a great chance to get their hands on Sertain. At this point in time, he's mocked primarily to the Cowboys at number 10. So he's probably going to be a top 10 pick, at minimum a top 15 pick. If he slides past the top 10, we've talked about possible Titans trade-ups. I would be more than willing to go up and get a guy like Sertain, who I think is going to be a 10-year starter in the NFL. Next, though, is a guy who has really been the apple of the eye of Titans fans and throughout the process has inched up from a realistic possibility to a not-so-realistic possibility without a trade-up, and that's J.C. Horn out of South Carolina, six foot one. He is a man coverage specialist, played that primarily throughout college. He's great at the catch point, can go up and knock away the ball, make plays on the ball, and he's just got a confidence, that mentality, that cornerback one mentality of any position in the NFL, of any position in, in football. I think cornerback Not to be cliche, but you have to have the most swagger to be a number one cornerback. I mean... What those guys are asked to do, it's the second hardest position in the NFL, in my opinion, or in football, and it just requires extreme confidence to be able to play, and Horn displays all that out on the field. Now he gets a little grabby, he's gotten some penalties in college, that could be an issue. He's much better in man than he is in off coverage, that's not really what you want to ask him to do, and he hasn't shown a lot as a tackler in college, but tackling, in my opinion, is a lot about effort, so can he improve his effort? I think he'll have to at the next level, so I'm not as worried there. He has the physical required to get it done. The next guy has been a pariah of sorts. Maybe that's not necessarily the best term, but polarizing is probably a better term, and that's Caleb Farley. Early in the process, he was considered the number one cornerback in the draft at six foot two out of Virginia Tech. He has incredible speed, probably the fastest cornerback in the draft, and that allows him to have great recovery speed as well. If he gets beat, he can get back to his wide receiver better than any cornerback in this draft. He has great ball skills. He had six interceptions total in two years so that's a great thing you want to see in college that should translate to the NFL but the reality is he's got back issues and when have you ever heard of somebody's back getting better and not being a problem anymore back issues affected him twice in college he had some other injuries as well Durability is an incredible concern to the point where some teams are going to take him off their board entirely or red flag him to the point where they're not taking him in the first round. So where Farley will go, his talent says top 15. His back says who knows. But I have him at the third best cornerback because of everything that he presents as a 6-2 cornerback with incredible speed. Where are you going to get that? You're not going to find that very much in the draft, and that's why Farley was so highly coveted before the back injury really affected his stock. Now, the last guy that I want to talk about has become the most popular pick for the Titans in mock drafts outside of maybe Rashad Bateman, and it's a guy that I picked for the Titans in the Locked On Podcast Network 
ultimate mock draft, and that's Gregory Newsome, cornerback out of Northwestern. We've talked a lot about him on the show. A versatile guy, shows the skill set to play press man coverage at the next level. Also played a ton of different zone coverages at Northwestern. Great change of direction. He's incredibly patient in allowing wide receivers to develop their routes without jumping too soon. He's got great length for only being six foot tall, so Newsome really brings a lot to the table. Now, he's very slight, very skinny, needs to add some size, need to add some weight, add some strength, and his acceleration out of his breaks and acceleration through the wide receiver's breaks, that could improve, but that'll improve when he gets more comfortable reading route combinations at the next level, things like that. Well, at least that is the projection. So right there, those are the top four cornerbacks, and in my opinion, in the first round, those are the only cornerbacks that would make sense for the Titans, but quite frankly, any of them I would like for the Titans, even Caleb Farley, if the Titans are at 22, you take a chance on Caleb Farley. Hope he stays healthy for a few years while you're in a title window. I wouldn't even have a big issue with that, especially if the board broke in ways that seem very likely without the top four wide receivers, maybe even the top five wide receivers, without the top four tackles on the board. Who knows what the Titans will have available to them. And if they leave the first round with Caleb Farley, I cannot say that I would be upset, even though there are issues with his back maybe long term. He was cleared by, you know, his medical team for the NFL draft, but like I said, back issues don't really go away, but I would be happy with any of those four cornerbacks. We're going to get into the second group of cornerbacks, and I think at minimum, the Titans need to make sure that they leave the draft with one of these names we just discussed or one of these names we are about to discuss next. But before we get into that, I want to remind you that Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your sports action. Baseball is in full swing. The MLB is in full swing. The NHL is in full swing. You still got UFC and MMA action to bet on. And this week includes the NFL Draft and the first leg of the Triple Crown, the Kentucky Derby. So make sure that you go to betonline.ag, sign up for free today, use the promo code Locked On, and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Tier number two at the cornerback position. We are going to dive into those names that should come off the board after the top four. Sertan, Horn, Farley, Newsom. And I think, as I mentioned throughout the show, that the Titans could go a bunch of different ways in the first round. But they need to make sure that if they don't get one of those top four cornerbacks with pick 22, or whether they move up or whether they move down, that they leave the second and third rounds with at least one of these guys that I'm about to mention right now. Now, before we dive into the list of names, I do want to remind you guys that it is draft week, and this year the Locked On Podcast Network is partnering with the Draft Network to cover the NFL Draft live. Get insights and analysis from Locked On local experts and the Draft Network's national experts. Subscribe to the Locked On NFL YouTube page to watch live three-day coverage of the NFL Draft, April 29th through May the 1st. But let's dive into this list. The number one name is the guy that, coincidentally, if the Titans left the draft with one cornerback and it was a perfect marriage of talent and value, for me, 
it's Asante Samuel Jr. Uh, five foot ten out of Florida State. I don't think that Asante Samuel Jr. will be there for the Titans at fifty three. If he is, what an incredible pick. But this, I've been saying that I think it's a trade-up year. Now, the Titans may not ultimately trade up from 22, but I did say a while back ago that I could see the Titans sticking at 22 or trading down from 22 and then trading up in round two, whether it be for wide receiver or cornerback, because I think there's a little bit of a drop-off. So for me, to trade up from 53 to 40, 41, maybe 39, 38, something like that. To get Asante Samuel Jr., I would love that move if the Titans do stick and pick at 22 or trade back in the first round. Asante Samuel Jr., incredible change of direction. He reads and reacts to routes. He just truly understands what the offense is trying to do. And when you have the pedigree, having your father play in the NFL, that's the type of thing, honestly, that you expect. So, I love seeing that from Asante Samuel Jr. He's got great ball skills, incredible balance. He's just never, it seems like he's never caught off guard. He always has a good understanding of what's going on around him. It's never going too fast for him. The game is slow for him. And when that's happening to you in college, I just love that translation to the NFL. Now he's small. five foot ten. you should have known that already. He has a hard time getting off blocks sometimes. He doesn't have a ton of experience playing press coverage because in college he was playing pretty much in the slot. So all of those are concerns. But for me, you just trust the pedigree, the other parts of his game. You cannot teach the read and reaction. You cannot teach ball skills. You cannot teach the change of direction, the balance. He's a natural. He's just a natural at the position. And you don't have to take him with pick 22. You probably don't have to take him in the first round. So the value that you're going to get out of the type of player that you're getting from Asante Samuel at the pick that you could probably get him at, it's just a perfect, perfect marriage. Whenever I do my ideal draft for the Titans, probably on Wednesday, tomorrow, expect Asante Samuel Jr. as the cornerback in that group. Next, though, is a guy that a lot of people really love, another small slot type, and that's Elijah Molden out of Washington. Now, what I love about Molden is he can carry vertically. He's not just one of those slot guys who's got to play downhill. He can go vertically with receivers. He's a very physical tackler for being his size at five foot nine. He's got great ball skills at the catch point. He's going to be physical. He's just a fearless player. You can't tell that he's as small as he actually is. But the reality is that's in college and at the NFL, he is really small. And he doesn't have great length. So is he going to be able to get blockers off his chest at the next level? A lot of teams have Elijah Molden as a safety, like a Buda Baker type. So I don't really see him as a fit for what the Titans are looking for in a slot corner right now. But at a safety, possibly, if he drops in the third, fourth, fifth round for some reason because of that size, I can see that as a fit for the Titans. But at cornerback, I do not see that as a fit. Just a little bit different than Asante Samuel Jr., in my opinion. Next, you have from Georgia, the six-foot cornerback, Eric Stokes. Physical press cornerback, good straight line speed. He's got great ball skills, a ton of pass breakups during his time in college. But for having good straight line speed, he doesn't have great change of direction or agility. And for being a six-foot press cornerback, doesn't show a lot of strength or power. He can be a little handsy out there, which could lead to penalties at the NFL level. That's something to be concerned with. If the Titans are looking for an outside boundary cornerback, then yes, Stokes would make some sense. But I'm not super high on him as an option. The next guy, five foot 
11 cornerback out of Kentucky, Kelvin Joseph. He's a long, fluid athlete, great at breaking on the ball once he sees the ball is thrown to his wide receiver. He's a physical and willing tackler, but he can be easily manipulated by wide receivers. He tends to bite on double moves. Uh, Any kind of fake that wide receivers give him, he'll bite on it. He doesn't play with a lot of anticipation because of that, because when he does anticipate, he's usually wrong. So he's a reactive player, which can leave him a little bit behind. And I don't have all the details, but everything you read about Joseph says he's got a ton of off-field concerns. Ton of off-field concerns. And quite frankly, At that place in the draft, the talent that you're getting out of Joseph, where you're going to draft him, what the Titans went through with Isaiah Wilson last year, and their general culture as a team, I don't see Joseph as a fit, although early in the process before I completed my scouting report, I liked him as an option, but now knowing what I know, I just can't see him being on the Titans board. Next is a guy who's very interesting if the Titans want to move Christian Fulton into the slot, which I don't think they want to do, but if they want to go that route, six foot one cornerback back out of Georgia, another Georgia corner, Tyson Campbell. Really good change of direction for a guy at six foot one for being that tall. Great length as well, and he's a very willing tackler. Now, six foot one, he's very skinny, very slight, needs to add strength, add weight at the NFL level, but that's something that a lot of guys have the body to do. He needs to work on press coverage at the line of scrimmage, not something that he excelled with. He's going to get beat because of the strength issues. It's going to be easy to beat him off the line of scrimmage with more physical wide receivers at the NFL level. And He didn't display a lot of ball skills during his time at Georgia. Not a lot of picks, not a lot of pass breakups, and that's something that usually doesn't just happen at the NFL level. So for a press man cornerback with good length, you would like to see more ball production and doesn't really give that to you. So if the Titans want to move Fulton into the slot, then... Campbell can make some sense, or if, you know, Janoris Jenkins isn't an ultimate long-term option, so the Titans shouldn't be precluded from taking a boundary cornerback because they signed Janoris Jackrabbit Jenkins. The next guy is a very interesting athlete, and six foot two, out of Syracuse, a Fetu Melifonwu, uh, incredibly athletic, great wingspan, he's a, a size, length, strength, speed type athlete. With that, comes great acceleration, so that allows him to make up for one of the minuses that we're going to discuss. He's got great acceleration, so when he ultimately makes mistakes with his instincts, because he doesn't have great instincts, he doesn't read routes very well, he doesn't seem to understand the concept that he's going against, so when he's behind on plays mentally, that burst on breaks Uh, because of his athleticism, allows him to kind of make up some of that mistake. He doesn't play with a physical mindset for a guy being that big and physically gifted. He's a guy who can get up to speed, but has trouble decelerating and coming down to speed. So he's just one of those pure athletes that doesn't have a lot of football savvy and feel to him. I don't really like taking chances on guys like that. And I don't think John Robinson does either. The last guy, that I'm going to mention is a guy I do really like. And that's Aaron Robinson, 5'11", out of Central Florida. He has a great understanding of route combinations and reading what wide receivers are going to do, which playing the slot position, that's incredibly important. He has really good short area burst and short area quickness, playing in a phone booth 
phone booth there in the slot with those wide receivers with in and out options. He's got a great mentality out there as well. He's incredibly confident. He's physical. He's willing to tackle. Now, the issues. He pretty much is a, is a slot only guy and teams really like guys who have more versatility than that, which is why I have him as the last name in this group. He can be a little impatient as well. He doesn't always let things develop. I talk about those option routes in the slot at the NFL level. He may struggle with those early on until he understands the timing of those and and what exactly could take place across from him. He doesn't do as well carrying vertically. That's something I talked about with Elijah Molden. He's really good at. Carrying vertically is important in the NFL. You're going to see a lot of slot fades. You're going to see a lot of deep crossers from the slot. Can slot cornerbacks in college translate into the NFL where you see a lot more verticality out of the slot position and slot or slot cornerbacks in college don't press a lot a lot of coaches in college have their slot cornerback off not in press coverage in the NFL you'll need to press in the slot too so can Robinson do that I think for where the Titans could get him, somewhere between 53 and 85, I think it could be a great value for the Titans in the slot, Aaron Robinson out of UCS. So to me, I would be okay. I would love Horn. Horn is the dream scenario out of all of these cornerbacks, but I don't see it there. I'm okay leaving the first round with Farley or Newsom. I won't be upset with either of those picks, whether the Titans stick and pick or they drop back in a trade back. If the Titans don't get one of those guys, they need to get Asante Samuel Jr. Even Elijah Molden, I would be okay with. Uh, Aaron Robinson, they need to get one of those guys on day two in round two or round three. They just have to, in my opinion. So that's my breakdown of the cornerback position. We are going to move forward and quickly take a look at the safety position and what the Titans could be looking for there. Before we get into that, though, do want to remind you guys about rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family business, been serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. The rockauto.com catalog is unique. It's remarkably easy to use, and with just a few short clicks, you can get all the parts you need delivered directly to your door. It's easy to choose the different brands, specifications, and best of all, the prices that you prefer. Go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck, and write locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know that I sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. The final 10 names out of the 185 that we have broken down in this year's Locked on Titans NFL Draft Preview. We're going to dive into the safety position, and I have talked about the safety position quite a bit. The Titans, I don't know how big of players they will be in the safety market in this draft, but... We do know that the Titans' safety position is changing quite a bit this year. Now, before we get into those names, do want to remind you guys about the Locked On Today podcast. You'll get all of the sports news you need in under 20 minutes every day, hosted by Peter Bukowski. Make sure that you follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. So, at safety, of course the Titans have Kevin Byard. Amani Hooker. Those are who I expect to be the starters. The Titans also brought in Matthias Farley, and then Dane Crookshank should be coming back from injury. Can they trust Crookshank 
to play any safety after an injury, injuries wiped out basically his entire season last year except for one play to get an interception. Can they trust Matthias Farley, who has had a lot of defensive snaps in his career but is primarily brought in to play special teams? Can they trust Imani Hooker, who's going to be thrust into a starting role that I believe he can play? But also, one thing to consider is the Titans played a lot of three safeties last year with Vaccaro, Bayard, and Hooker. So it's obviously something they like to do on defense. Can Farley be that third safety? Can Crookshank come back and be healthy and just play well enough to be that third safety? I don't know. So maybe the Titans have big interest in getting a safety early on in the draft. Either way, this list should cover first-round safeties all the way down to maybe fifth or sixth-round safeties. Number one, Trevon Morig from TCU, universally the number one safety in the draft, six foot one, two hundred and two pounds. He's great ball skills, always getting a ton of pass breakups, really good length at the position. He's an explosive, physical athlete. He can play slot cornerback as well, lined up a ton in the slot at TCU with the way that their scheme is set up, a ton of cover four, which just led him there. Now, he's definitely not a free safety. He doesn't really have deep range. He's not going to play single high. He's going to play split safety looks. So probably not a fit for the Titans unless they want to keep a money hooker. Back in that third safety role, if the Titans want to go get a starting safety, Trevon Morig could be an excellent battery mate for Kevin Byard and leave Imani Hooker in that third safety role to play the deep safety. Next, you have Javon Holland, six foot one, two hundred and seven pounds out of Oregon. He is a ball hawk. Twenty interceptions during his time in college, and the reason for that, he's got elite IQ, processing ability, understands what the offense is trying to do. He's got great height, great length. Now, some issues. He's only an average athlete. He doesn't have great speed, doesn't have great accelerism, er, accelerism, acceleration. He's not a strong safety. He's not physical enough to be down in the box and be handling that. He opted out in 2020, so that may cause him to slide down draft boards. And that's why, other than Morig, I mean, all these guys, I could see Holland going in the third round, not even the second. So that's why I picked these 10 names in the safety group who I think actually have some value for the Titans. If it goes any lower, it wouldn't make any sense. But Holland is definitely on that list. And he could be that free safety as a third option for the Titans. And I think Kevin Byard is closer to being a strong safety nowadays than he is a free safety. So it maybe wouldn't hurt the Titans to restock it. Free safety, a guy who could play deep over the middle, even though the Titans focus on versatility at the safety position. But speaking of versatility, the next guy, Richie Grant out of Central Florida, 5'11", 197 pounds, incredibly versatile, can play in the box, can play uh, uh, two deep safety as well, great IQ, breaks on the football, breaks on the wide receiver very well, he's a very physical tackler, now he doesn't have great speed, doesn't have great length, he's 23 years old already, so you're not going to see a lot of development from Richie Grant, but if you put him in the Titans system, use him in the Kenny Vaccaro role last year, I think he could pay dividends for the Titans in the third round possibly. Next, you have Hamza Nasruddin, he's six foot three, 215 pounds out of Florida State, so a monster that size, you can't teach it. He's a great tackler, which you should be at that size. Very versatile guy, can play up at the line of scrimmage. Again, like Richie Grant, can play that too deep. He's not going to be playing deep, though. He's most certainly not a free safety. He doesn't have the change of direction. He doesn't have the burst. He doesn't read defenses well enough. Doesn't have the high-end speed to do that. Some teams may even see him as a sub-package linebacker. So, 
I don't really see him as a great fit in the Titans defense, but he will be taken in the top four rounds for certain. The next guy, though, I really see a fit for the Titans, and they might be able to get him in the fifth round, and that's Andre Sisco, six foot, 209 pounds out of Syracuse. He's got great range at the position. 26 interceptions during his time in college. That is the type of production that John Robinson drools over. He's got good size for being a safety. He can hold up there. Syracuse's scheme was not beneficial to Cisco, and a lot of people see that on tape, so they're not knocking him for that now. He needs to work on reading things. Processing at the NFL level is going to be tough for him early on. He's not an excellent tackler, so that's something. But of course, like I said, tackling is effort, in my opinion. He can improve on that in a in a proper culture at the NFL level. And he did tear his ACL in 2020, a few games into the season, which is why I think he can slip to the fifth round for the Titans. But if he didn't do that, he'd probably be taken in the first two days for certain. So could be some value there for the Titans. And again, he could fill that free safety role, allow Amani Hooker to play up closer to the line of scrimmage and not lose what the Titans had in their three safety sets last year. Next, Jamar Johnson, six foot two, 205 pounds out of Indiana, but he's more of a typical strong safety hitter coming downfield, plays with good IQ, but not a great athlete, not great stop and start. He's already 23 years old, so not a lot of development there. I don't think he really fits in the Titans scheme that asks for more versatility out of their safeties. Next, you have a similar guy here, six foot three, 226 pounds, a big safety out of Virginia Tech, and that's Divine Diablo. Good hips for a guy his size, though. Good change of direction. He's got really soft, light feet. He's a versatile guy because of that. At his size, though, not a great tackler, not a ton of experience, not as physical as you want him to be, but the Titans could take a chance on the change of direction at that size. I think that could be a value pick in the fourth, fifth, sixth round for the Titans. Next, you have Ardarius Washington, five foot eight, 178 pounds out of TCU. He gets some comparisons to a poor man's Tyron Matthew because he's just incredibly confident out on the field, plays with incredible IQ, knows how to read the offense, read route combinations. He will absolutely hit you in the mouth at that size as well. You can't even tell that he's so small. Played as a slot corner some. Doesn't have elite speed. Doesn't have elite range. He's not going to be a free safety by any means. More of a versatile pseudo slot cornerback, strong safety type. Obviously that size is going to be a concern against the run at the NFL level, but Ardarius Washington gives you everything you're looking for from a mentality standpoint at the safety position. Next, Tyree Gillespie out of Missouri, six foot, 207 pounds. He's physical. He's great in run defense, but he's not great in coverage. So he's going to be a guy you could probably get fifth, sixth round as a box safety, but I don't see him as a great fit. The next guy, though, I do see as a good fit for the Titans. Caden Stearns, six foot, 207, out of Texas. He's got good size. He's got good range to be a free safety. So in the fifth, sixth round, he could come in, fill that third safety role for the Titans, play defense in their diamond package. Now, he doesn't have great change of direction. He's not very physical. He's not really set up to play man coverage either, so that's why I see him pigeonholed in that third safety role for the Titans as they develop those other skills. But Caden Stern was a very highly regarded prospect coming out of high school and early on in college, and sometimes I think you just bank on a guy being talented, and you kind of teach him the rest, and if you put him in a reserved, limited role in the defense, he could really grow into something special down the line. So that's it for me. That's it 
for the 2021 Locked on Titans NFL Draft Preview. That's going to do it for me today. I will be back with you guys tomorrow, and we're going to kind of wrap up everything we need to about this NFL draft before Thursday actually kicks things off. But that's going to do it for me today. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked on Titans.